Welcome to the Truth and Godliness Podcast, where we seek to be a voice for sound doctrine and biblical Christianity. Here is your host, Pastor Brian Evans of 5.7 Community Church in Detroit, Michigan. Well, hello and God bless you. And thank you for tuning in once again to the Truth and Godliness podcast. want to jump right in with a new episode. And today I want to talk about something that is maybe a little bit different from my normal content, but uh, it's a little more on the social political side. I want to talk about the dangers of wokeness and of the woke mindset. And this is wokeness is something that is going on in our culture on the social and political level. It is something that has and really it's not just something that is um, a big part of our politics today, but it has taken over every aspect of our culture. Actually, Um, you can't look anywhere in our culture today and not hear much conversation and much debate over the issues of racism and um, feminism and um, LGBTQ stuff and transgender stuff and identity politics and all of this kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's everything right now. It's, 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 it has engulfed our culture. But what concerns me most of all is that wokeness is finding inroads into the Christian church. It's clear that wokeness is something that is of the world. It is it is the result of worldly philosophy. It is it it stems from a non-Christian godless ideology. Um it is it is incompatible with the Christian faith. Uh, some people would take issue with that, and this is this is one of the things that makes the subject of wokeness such a um, controversial subject. Because on the surface, you would think that it's something that can be compatible with Christianity. Because, as some would put it, it it really has to do with justice and compassion and mercy, and these are biblical concepts. The Bible has a lot to say about showing mercy and being compassionate and loving justice. And so those who promote wokeness would say that uh, at the end of the day, wokeness is simply about um, compassion. It's all about justice for for the oppressed and for minorities. But clearly, brothers and sisters, the people who make that argument are either being deceitful or they are terribly naive. Um, we're not talking about the same things. The uh, Again, as, as another person has said before, when it comes to wokeness and, and the talk about justice and compassion and all of these things, um, we are using the same vocabulary, but not the same dictionary. And I'm going to define what wokeness is in a minute. But my major concern is um, this 
ideology with its concepts and its assumptions and presuppositions have found its way into the Christian church. And, and, and here's the thing that is so subtle about wokeness is that a lot of people who are demonstrating the woke mindset, and I'm going to talk in a minute about what that mindset is. Many people in the church today who are showing a woke mindset, many of these people would not refer to themselves as being woke. Most of the people in the Christian church would say, well, I'm not woke or I don't ascribe to this ideology. I don't believe in CRT. Uh, most of them will say, I don't even know what CRT is. And that's true. A lot of people in our culture, the same thing outside of the church. A lot of people in our culture today really don't have a clue of the ideology behind wokeness nor do they know anything about what CRT is and um, and critical critical theory and all of these things, uh, intersectionality, all of these ideologies which undergird wokeness. Many of them have no clue about any of this this stuff. The, these things have deep philosophical roots. But nevertheless, what has happened is that the assumptions the the pre presuppositions <clears throat> that that undergird the woke mindset these things have been popularized in our culture to such a degree <clears throat> they've been popularized in our culture to such a degree that whether people realize it or not wokeness has become the default position in our culture today it is the air that we breathe. You know, the way things work in the modern world or, or the way this, this has played out in our culture today, the ideologies behind wokeness, <clears throat> these things have been taught in the universities for decades. As a matter of fact, the philosophical roots to this stuff go back 200 years we're talking about we're talking about ideologies and 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 ideas that go back to the 1800s by various philosophers and the and the ideas of these philosophers have been taught in the uh, academies and the universities for 200 years but what has happened is that what has been a what has been taught in the universities for so many years is now being applied in the culture and it's being it's being promulgated to the culture through movies through through commercials through politics through education um through the media, through the news, it's it's everywhere, brothers and sisters. And we are being so saturated with this stuff through every on every turn that the terminology and the concepts have become a part of our everyday dialogue. And we use these terms 
And we, we, we follow these thought processes, not realizing what's behind these terms, not real, realizing what has produced these patterns of thinking. And so we see many people in our culture today who may not know what wokeness is and they may not know where it comes from, but they use this terminology and they've they've embraced this uh, way of thinking, this woke mindset. It has become the filter through which they see all of reality. And this is a dangerous thing, especially for Christians, because wokeness and the woke mindset is completely antithetical. It is completely incompatible with the Christian worldview and with the the Christian approach to life. And that's what I want to do. I want to alert you to the dangers of this, this wokeness and the mindset that it produces and show you how it is, it is incompatible with biblical Christianity. But first of all, what does it mean to be woke? What is wokeness? Um, The definition of wokeness is, it is to be alert to injustice and discrimination in society, especially racism. It is to be aware of and actively attentive to important societal facts and issues, especially issues of racial and social justice. I want to share a definition by um, an author and scholar, Noelle Maring. This is the definition that she gives of wokeness. And I think that this pretty much sums it up really good. She said about wokeness that it is to be aware of the systemic oppression all around you. A raising of the consciousness to see in all institutions and in all relationships, even in our families and in our marriages, etc., that all of these institutions and relationships are contests for power. It creates a filter of power through which we look at everything in our lives. Now, let me just kind of break that down. That, that's such a good definition of, of what wokeness is. Basically, wokeness has to do with being conscious. It has to do with being alert. It has to do with being aware of the systemic oppression all around you. In other words, in other words, the idea is this. It's, you know, a lot of people might think that racism is on the decline in America because we don't have people burning crosses in people's backyards anymore. We don't have people being lynched anymore. We don't have those overt expressions of racism and discrimination like we had in this country 60 years ago and before that. And so some people may be tempted to believe, well, oh, uh, racism, you know, America is getting better. We're making progress. But to be woke is to say, no, we haven't made progress. No, things are not getting better. You need to be aware 
of the new ways in which racism is manifesting itself. And the main way it's, it, it manifests itself is systemically and through these power dis, uh, uh, disparities of, of power. In other words, it's, racism has been redefined now. It's been redefined now. It's a power dynamic. You, you have certain people, the dominant culture or the hegemonic power, the majority culture, they have power and therefore they are able to create narratives and they are able to, to um, uh, maintain the advantages uh, uh, to themselves by, by creating systems of power and, and, and power structures by which they keep power in their, in their hands and marginalize minorities and and the minorities are any group minorities are any group um who do not have power so that means black and brown people people of color women lgbtq people transgenders uh fat people disabled people and the list goes on and on uh just about everybody uh, constitutes some type of uh, minority group that is in this struggle with for power. But now, the woke person is someone who is conscious and aware of how this discrimination and how this oppression and injustice is working in society. And so, what they do is they, the woke people they are they have their consciousness raised in order to see. They can see how this discrimination and this injustice and oppression and racism and, and discrimination against minorities, they are alert to how it works in, in systems and in institutions and even in relationships. And, I, uh, and notice how she said that the woke, they see in all institutions and in all relationships Contests for power. Everything has a power dynamic to it. So much so tells she also says it creates a filter of power through which we look at everything in our lives. Brothers and sisters, that's why this stuff dominates the discussion today, because Noel Maring is so true. That's exactly what is happening in our culture today. In everything we see some sort of contest for power between the dominant culture and the different minorities. And again, it's not just black people anymore, but 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 it's all of these different identity groups. That's why we're constantly hearing about transgender rights. We're constantly hearing about LGBTQ rights. We're constantly hearing about um about all of all of these uh all of this uh, identity politics. And so that's what wokeness is. It's an alertness. It's an awareness of how, of how institutional and systemic oppression is working all around us in our society. But now also, let me point this out. She also points this out too, that 
this oppression, it falls out into two different types. There's two different types of oppression that they that the woke focused on that they focus on. One is um, an oppression from groups outside of ourselves. In other words, there is this dynamic of the oppressed versus the oppressor. And so there the oppressed are oppressed by groups outside of themselves. And again, this is where the whole identity politics comes from. You know, the straight versus LGBTQ, uh, the, the heteronormative versus transgenders, uh, uh, white supremacy versus people of color, uh, the patriarchy versus uh, women. You know, everything is a struggle between the oppressed and the oppressor. But then also, there is this also uh, oppression um, against the law of God, really. Uh, uh, there are some who feel oppressed by the traditional uh, moral values presented in the law of God. And here we see where we see this taking place in society is people seeking to liberate themselves from the oppression of traditional sexual uh, um, values. Again, that's, and again, that's where the whole LGBTQ stuff and the transgenderism and all of that stuff comes in at. And even we see this in with feminism as well, as women um, feel oppressed by men. You know, they call this the patriarchy. You know, that, that women are oppressed by these traditional male views of male domination. And so it's it's a it's about liberating yourself from from uh these traditional sexual values or these traditional roles placed upon you by the Bible. This whole idea that women are to be submissive to men and all of this kind of stuff. But brothers and sisters, can't you see that this is that this stuff sounds very familiar, that this is what is um, constituting the major debate of our day and time today. But here's the here's the main issue, brothers and sisters, and now I, I want to get into how the woke mindset is contradictory, how it is incompatible with the biblical mindset, because in essence... Considering what the definition of wokeness is, the tendency of wokeness, brothers and sisters, is that it centers victimhood and grievances. It centers victimhood and grievances. In other words, wokeness, the tendency of wokeness is for people to be obsessed with and absorbed in how they are being wronged and how they are being mistreated. And so it, it centers on victimhood. I am oppressed. I am being treated unjustly. It is, it is, it is, it centers, it teaches one to center their grievances 
A grievance is a real or imagined wrong or other cause for complaint or protest, especially against unfair treatment. To be woke, one must be absorbed in their grievances. A woke person is someone who obsesses over their victimhood. I mean, again, don't you see this in society? There's constant protesting, constant blame, constant uh, uh, condemnation, constant uh, 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 grievances and accusations of, 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 of unequal treatment and so forth. And so there's a certain mindset. A woke person is someone with a certain mindset. And, and here's another thing, again, people may not see themselves as woke. They may not ascribe to the ideology. And again, for those people who try to say that this is only about compassion and it's only about injustice, they need to go do their homework and see how this stuff developed. You didn't hear all of this stuff being talked about uh, 10 years ago. I mean, it was here, but not in this terminology, but all of this woke stuff, we wasn't talking about this stuff before 2015. They were talking about it in the, in the universities. They, they've been talking about this stuff in the universities and over the decades, they use different language and different terminology, but this stuff really has, has exploded on our culture basically in the last 10 years or so. And it's, it's, it, I think with George Floyd, um, it became, in a sense, the new adopted way of looking at the world. But here's the thing, even for those people who don't consider themselves to be woke, they can be guilty of embracing the woke mindset. As we continue to hear this dialogue and as we continue to have these concepts and this new terminology um, um, filtered to us throughout every aspect of the culture, if we're not careful, we can find ourselves embracing the woke mindset. And what is that mindset? Again, it's one that centers victimhood and grievances. It seeks to explain who is guilty. In other words, there's a constant ascribing of guilt. You know, and... Well, yeah, the, the thing with that is... It teaches one, along, along with this, this constant seeking to ascribe guilt, there is this... Uh, underlining assumption that I am a victim. A person, it teaches people to see themselves as victims. And you know, along with that, uh, the other side of the coin of seeing oneself as a victim is an inability for a person to see themselves as a sinner and take responsibility for their own sin. You know, in the Bible, we are not innocent victims. The Bible does not describe human beings as innocent victims. 
there are no innocent people out here who deserve um who deserve um the life that they think they ought to have but yet they are they are being hindered from having that life that they think that they should have because of oppressors evil oppressors out there that's not what the bible teaches the bible teach that we are all sinners and that we all have hearts full of hatred and malice and envy and jealous jealousy and injustice injustice originates in the hearts of men and it's not just something that is owned by certain people it's in all of our hearts the bible describes us all as having hearts full of hatred and that's where injustice originates from it's from injustice originates from one having hatred towards their neighbor and so this this woke mindset it it teaches it teaches one to see themselves uh as as an innocent victim and therefore this victim goes about ascribing guilt nothing wrong in my life is my fault everything wrong in my life is somebody else's fault i don't have to own my sin i don't have to be honest with myself about my sin and about my wrong choices and about my bad behavior or the things that I do wrong to other people. It's all about what other people have done wrong to me. It seeks to explain how the oppressed deserve compensation. In other words, the woke mindset, because the woke person sees himself as an innocent victim, and 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 he goes about seeking to ascribe guilt. The woke person also see themselves as entitled to an old some type of compensation. You owe me something. I've been done, treated unjustly. I've been treated unfair. And so I'm owed something. And here's another thing concerning the woke mindset. It demonizes the guilty as evil oppressors. In other words, the person who has mistreated me or the person who has done me wrong, that person is not a sinner for me to forgive. That person is an evil oppressor. This person is trying to oppress me. This person is trying to dominate me. This person is using their privilege to marginalize me. Whether it's a woman feeling this way about a man or LGBTQ person feeling that way about straight people or transgender people feeling that way about about heteronormativity or cisgendered people or black people feeling that way against white people. It sees people in the opposing group as my enemy, my oppressor, whereas the Bible teaches that we are all members of the same fallen sinful human race and therefore we are to show love towards one another we are to forgive those who 
who mistreat us. We are to show patience with people. We are to be for show forbearance with other people. We are to be quick to overlook um, offenses. And because we too are sinners, we are to have humility. We ought not to be quick to condemn people because we too sin against other people and need forgiveness. And we need people to be patient with us. And so it focuses on, on ascribing guilt. It focuses on ascribing condemnation. And here's one of the main things. It views personal suffering as undeserved and as something not to be tolerated. And really, brothers and sisters, I think this is one of the, 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 the main points about wokeness. In a sense, wokeness is a certain view of suffering. It's, it's a certain mindset or it's a certain approach to how to deal with suffering in this world, especially suffering that comes to us as a result of mistreatment from other people. In the woke mindset, personal suffering or, or especially suffering at the hands of mistreatment is something that I don't deserve. And it's not to be tolerated. If you, if you mistreat me in any kind of way, then, then you are to be met with the swiftest condemnation and, and punishment. And you, you, you owe it to me to make a full compensation and, and, um, you are to be, uh, uh, Granted, no penance, no forgiveness. Notice how in, in our woke culture today, there is no forgiveness for those who are guilty uh, uh, or, uh, of, of racism or guilty of, of, of doing something wrong against one of the various minority groups. There's no forgiveness. That's why the cancel culture is the thing of today. If you transgress any of the... Of, of any of the politically correct uh, tenets of wokeness, then there's nothing for you but to be canceled because you've committed the unpardonable sin. And so suffering is undeserved. I'm an innocent victim. I, I don't I don't deserve this. I shouldn't be suffering. I deserve to to have the life that I want. I deserve to be happy. I deserve to have equity with 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 any person I choose, any person that I see who has more than me. Uh, I deserve equity with that person. I deserve to have the same that everybody else has had, that everyone else has. Any type of disparity between me and and some other person who has everything uh, is an injustice against me. And the reason that I don't have what these other groups have is because they're oppressing me and marginalizing me. But once again, brothers and sisters, the point I'm trying to make is that to view reality, to view the world in this way, 
it's antithetical to the way that a person views reality if they have a mind informed by biblical Christianity. These two things are not compatible with each other at all. They are not compatible with each other at, at all. At the end of the day, the woke mindset, it its tendency is towards self-centeredness. Its tendency is towards self-centeredness. It causes people to be preoccupied with their grievances. It teaches you to be preoccupied with your victim status. It's self-centered. It's self-absorption. Biblical Christianity teaches that we are to be a God-centered people. We are not to be absorbed in ourselves and, and how we are being mistreated and, and looking for mistreatment and unfairness in every institution and in every structure and in every relationship, trying to find racism and discrimination in every structure, institution and relationship. No, we are to be a God-centered people looking to find and discover and understand the will of God in order that we might submit our lives to the will of God. And the will of God is not the exaltation of man and his rights. The will of God is our submission to his kingdom. It is the exaltation of God and his glory. Wokeness is preoccupied with man and his so-called rights. Biblical Christianity is preoccupied with God and his glory and kingdom. Wokeness has a completely negative view of suffering, which sees suffering as always undeserved. Whereas in biblical Christianity, suffering is a part of God's plan. God uses suffering for his purpose. For example, let's bring some scripture into this. What is the scriptural, scriptural view of suffering? Again, the woke view is that no suffering is to be tolerated. There is... There is to be no tolerating of suffering. We are to all have complete equity, uh, a, a complete equal distribution of all the world's goods. There, there is to be no, no suffering. But the Bible says this in Matthew 16, 24 and 25, Jesus speaking to his disciples. Then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Notice it. First of all, Jesus said, if you want to be his disciple, the first thing you got to do is deny yourself. In other words, you can't be absorbed with yourself. That destroys wokeness right there. The first rule of discipleship is to deny yourself and take up your cross. What does it mean to take up your cross? Die to self. A person who dies to self is not always demanding their rights and demanding that they be vindicated and demanding that their grievances be redressed. 
And again, Jesus is the perfect example of this. When Jesus said, take up your cross, he's telling his disciples, imitate me. Because Jesus suffered and died on a cross. And how did Jesus suffer and die on that cross? Did Jesus die on the cross demanding vindication? Did Jesus die on the cross demanding that his grievances be redressed? No. The Bible says that Jesus opened not his mouth. Like a sheep before his shearers is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. As he was on the cross suffering, he looked down at the people who put him on that cross unjustly. And he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And again, you want to talk about you want to talk about an injustice. Jesus death on the cross was the greatest injustice this world has ever seen. The crucifixion of Jesus was the greatest injustice from a human perspective because we know it was not merely an injustice because God had a plan in the death of Jesus. But from a human perspective, Jesus' death upon the cross was the greatest injustice the world has ever seen. And yet Jesus did not seek to avenge himself. Jesus did not resist those who did him wrong. He did not, uh, uh, he was not uh, preoccupied with what he was going through. The Bible says that for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. He endured the cross because of what was going to come out of his death. The salvation of his people. And so God had a purpose in the suffering of the Son of God. The Father ordained that the Son would suffer in order to bring eternal life to sinners. And so suffering, though it may be unpleasant, yet it's a part of God's plan. God has a plan for suffering. And, and it's the same thing in the lives of God's people. That's why Jesus said, if you're going to come after me, take up your cross and follow me. In other words, he's telling us to die. He's telling us to suffer. If we're going to follow Jesus, we too must suffer. And that includes suffering mistreatment. That includes suffering injustices. That, that means uh, uh, suffering, uh, having our rights not be recognized, enduring uh, grievances, enduring things that make us uncomfortable, things that, that we don't like, things that are not pleasant. And so, again, wokeness has this, this, this adverse view of suffering. And again, the point here is not that we ought to think that suffering is, is to be desired, but the Bible does say that we, are, that we as Christians, we rejoice in our sufferings. Think about that. Did the Bible not say that? In, in Romans 5, 
that we are to rejoice in our sufferings. Read it in Romans chapter 5. What did James say in James chapter 1? Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. The Bible tells us to count it all joy when we suffer. The scripture says that we are to rejoice in our sufferings. Why? Because God is using our suffering for the purifying of our faith and the working of patience in us. And so a biblical Christian cannot be woke. A biblical Christian is not somebody going through life seeing themselves as a victim. A biblical Christian is not somebody going through the world absorbed with grievances all the time. Woke people see themselves as innocent victims. In the Bible, we see ourselves as sinners saved by God's grace. Woke people think that all suffering is undeserved because they see themselves as innocent victims. They see themselves as, as, they don't see themselves as sinners. They see themselves as innocent victims who, who don't deserve mistreatment. Now, there's a sense in which we, 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 uh, there, there is a sense in which we do deserve to be treated with respect and to be treated with, with, uh, with justice. But we don't look at the people who mistreat us as though they have committed some unpardonable sin by sinning against us because we recognize that we sin against others ourselves. Ultimately, we constantly sin against God. And what if God was to demand justice of us? All of the woke people who feel that they've been sinned against by some, some oppressor group and they are demanding justice, what if God was to demand justice for our sins against him? And so the idea here is not that we just totally overlook injustice and mistreatment. But when we do see injustice and we approach mistreatment, we approach it with a great deal of humility. We approach it with a great deal of humility because we too are sinners we too are in need of grace and forgiveness. The woke mindset seeks to ascribe guilt and condemnation. But biblical Christianity teaches that we are to show grace and forgiveness. The woke mindset promotes condemnation, guilt, blame, anger, resentment, bitterness. The Bible promotes all the opposite. The Bible tells us to be humble and compassionate and forgiving. Why? Because we are sinners who have received forgiveness. 
we are sinners who receive a salvation that we don't deserve. If God was to give us what we deserve, we would all be eternally punished in God's wrath in the lake of fire. But because of Christ's death on our behalf, we have been saved from the wrath to come and we have been given an inheritance. We have been made sons and daughters. Though we were once God's enemies deserving his wrath, deserving death, God has given us eternal life through his son, a, a gift which we did not deserve but received by grace through faith. And so we ought to be gracious and forgiving towards others. Notice what the word of God said. In Colossians 3, 12 through 15. In Colossians 3, 12 through 15, it says, Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you so you also must forgive and above all these put on love which binds everything together in perfect harmony and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful listen you can't be obsessed with your grievances and obsessed with how people are doing you wrong and be thankful at the same time. You can't do it. You just can't do it. You cannot fulfill Colossians 3, 12 through 15 having the woke mindset. You just can't do it. He says that we are to put on compassionate hearts. We ought to have compassion. And listen, compassion also for the people who do us wrong. That means also having compassion against the people who do us wrong. We are to have humility. In other words, not walking around feeling like we're owed something all the time. What we're owed is death. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. The only thing that God owes us is death. Salvation is by grace. It is not what is owed to us. God doesn't owe salvation to any of us. If God was to give us justice and give us what we are owed, it would be death. And so he tells us to put on humility. Humility comes from people who recognize that they've been forgiven and that they've received the gift they don't deserve. Meekness, that's gentleness. Patience, bearing with one another. And again, if anyone has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. I, I don't I just don't see how we have people in the church calling themselves woke or allowing themselves to be deceived and embracing these woke tendencies and this woke mindset. All this talk about demanding justice, demanding justice. What about all these passages which talk about forgiving 
and being patient and showing forbearance. What about those passages? Why they ignore those? Think about the Sermon on the Mount. Think about the Sermon on the Mount. I mean, do we really take the Bible seriously or, or do we not? Or do we, we just pick and choose what we want to read in the Bible? The people with the woke mindset, they love talking about the passages in the Old Testament about justice, this justice, justice, justice. And justice is rightful and good. But brothers and sisters, the biblical message is the good news of the gospel, which is the good news about God's grace and mercy. The good news of the gospel is that, yes, there is a such a thing as justice. And guess what? There's going to come a day when God is going to administer justice. But here's the thing. Without God's grace and mercy, we, are, we will all be on the wrong side of God's justice. And the day that God comes to administer perfect justice, apart from grace and mercy, we all suffer wrath and eternal punishment. But the good news of the gospel is that though God is a God of justice, he is also a God who is full of mercy and compassion and through his son, Jesus Christ, he's, he offers grace and forgiveness to his people. And that, that forgiveness and that grace that we, we receive from the Father, it should make us forgiving and gracious people too. Forgiving people, they forgive. A person who has been forgiven is a person who forgives others. Listen to the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 5, beginning at verse 38. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other cheek also. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who begs from you, and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. Where's the retaliation and the vindication and the and the demanding of justice in that? As a matter of fact, he said, you've heard under the Old Testament, and I for an eye, and, all, and although they were misinterpreting the Old Testament. In other words, he's, he's telling him that Christian people should not seek retaliation. But if someone slaps us on the right cheek, we should turn the other cheek. And what he's talking about there is not seeking vengeance, not seeking retaliation, not holding grudges. Again, listen to the Sermon on the Mount, chapter 5, verse 43. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good, and he sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Wow. Here Jesus said, 
If you want to be like your father in heaven, then love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you or those who mistreat you. Pray for them, love them. And then you will be like your father in heaven. Brothers and sisters, I can point out many more verses from the word of God, but ultimately I hope you see my point here is that there is a certain mindset that one must have in order to be woke. There is a certain mindset that wokeness tends towards. And that mindset is incompatible with the Christian mindset of grace and mercy and forgiveness and humility and love. And so, brothers and sisters, let us be aware of, of these differences. Because at the end of the day, the woke mindset, it points towards self-centeredness. It it. It, its tendency is to be self-absorbed. Its tendency is to be a person absorbed in their own grievances and their feelings of mistreatment. And it promotes division and anger and bitterness and, and guilt, uh, demonizing others as evil oppressors. And again, this is all incompatible with Christianity, which promotes forgiveness and reconciliation and and mercy and and peace and loving even our enemies. And so, brothers and sisters, let us let us separate ourselves from this this from what's going on in our culture. Let's let's realize that the wokeness in our culture today, it is not of God. It is not about justice. It is not about compassion. This is a humanistic, man-centered ideology which promotes self-centeredness, which is in no way compatible with the biblical gospel of Christianity. Well, brothers, that's my thoughts on this subject. Until next time, God bless you. Have a great week. You have been listening to the Truth and Godliness podcast with Brian Evans. To send us a message, drop us an email at bevans at 5.7.org. That's the bevans at the number five, the word point spelled out, the number seven dot org.